Drank a lot of beer and I stumbled to the kitchen Poured myself a cup of ambition And yawn and stretch and try to come to life Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping Out on the street the traffic starts jumping And folks like me on the job come nine to five Hello and welcome to our 9 to 5 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jarrett McKay, joined today by a couple of our panelists, Robbie Comer and Ty Comer. Uh, Elliot couldn't be with us uh, for this recording. He's actually up playing golf somewhere in Charlottesville uh, tomorrow. So no, you know that we need, to, we need to talk about that. Oh, really okay, quickly. so like, open the is... show talking about one of our panelists oh, not being cool. here. No, 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 not, not so much that, but uh, really want to wish Elliot, Elliot luck. Um, he is going for a qualifier, and uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal. So, yes, um, What is it, Virginia State Open? The Virginia State Open. Amateur. The v- amateur Open, yeah. So um, so it's it's a big deal, and, and he's not just playing golf somewhere, so don't think he's skipping out on us. This, is, uh, this, is, this would be a huge uh, you know, opportunity for Elliot, and we're, we're wishing you the best, brother. Go get him. All right, so there's a good shout-out uh, to Elliot. Again, best of luck with your uh, – with your tournament tomorrow, hopefully they can get all that in with the uh, weather that we've had. Uh, that being said, we hope that everyone, all of our listeners out there are, are safe. Uh, after the large amounts of rain that we had, and we had some minor flooding today, but it seems to have finally started to go down in some places. I know there are some roads and driveways that are still uh, not looking too good out there. So hopefully um, everybody is still safe and we can get back to normal as quick as possible. Uh, that being said, let's get into some sports. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, mainly the playoffs, uh, the championship series that are going on in the uh, basketball and hockey world. And then after that, we're going to go into some alternative sports talk, talking about some uh, favorite athletes, uh, maybe least favorite athletes, some some teams, uh, stuff like that. Uh, just to change up the show a little bit, it's going to be a bit of a shorter show, um, but that's all right. That's what we think. Yeah, that's what we think. Sometimes we say that pre-show and it ends up being an hour and a half long. So we're we'll we'll see where this goes. We'll start out though by talking about uh, the NBA playoffs uh, and the Warriors have taken a 2-0 series lead. Um, we did not have a show uh, in between game one and now, and so we'll we'll have some time to talk about both games one and two. And I feel like more of our talk is going to be about game one. Uh, so Ty, we'll we'll let you start. Uh, this conversation starts off with your thoughts about game one and then kind of lead that into game two and then where that where that has your thoughts about uh, the series as a whole. That's the overall feeling for, let's be straight, game one is just upsetting. Uh, LeBron goes full superhero mode and puts up 51, mm-hmm. uh, nine and nine, right? It wasn't a triple yep. double. But, 19 uh, of 32 shooting. Yeah, 19 of 32 shooting. He was very, very efficient. He yep. played exactly how he needed to play. And at the very end, he needed just a couple of things to not go completely wrong, and they all went completely wrong. Yep. Uh, let's talk about, obviously, the first one is 30, 36 seconds left to go. Kevin Durant drives to the hole. We have a block charge call, and it gets ruled in favor of the Cavaliers and LeBron. Um, then we have this ruling that apparently got put in four or five years ago by the NBA that says, well, you can go check out to see if the defender was in the 
circle, the, uh, half, circle. the half circle there down underneath. Which, the by the way, wasn't close. No, it was it not close, close at all. That's what Tyron Lue's biggest gripe about it was, too. LeBron was a good four or five feet outside of that. Um, but you could see on the replay, if they showed from different angles, the guy up top had a block call ready to go. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was the, the referee on the baseline called charge. Um, so they basically used the restricted area as an excuse. I know they there were a bunch of referees talking about like, oh, well, Jeff Green's foot was on the line and there was a lot of people on the line. No, not even close. So it should, they should not have even gone over to check anyway. And then once they do... It's a total judgment call, and apparently that rule that I was talking about that got put in four or five years ago is that you can change your call uh, if you didn't feel that LeBron was in the correct uh, – or in a legal guarding position is the way I think they – And I don't it. understand what that is any, anymore. It's a joke. Really. It's it's so <laughs> stupid, and, and the fact that they had enough to – had enough conclusive evidence – that's another thing – to overturn it was a joke. Uh, before we move on, let me. Uh, you sound like you actually have a good understanding of this rule now, or or maybe I'm misinterpreting that because I don't understand the rule. Is the rule if they think they can go back and look at it because of that half circle, then they can change the rule yes. whether it's a charge box. So if this play would have happened another five feet above where that wasn't even in question at all, which we thought it wasn't in question to begin with. Let's right. say it wasn't even close to that circle. They could not go back, correct, and review whether it was a charge or block. So correct. the only they, reason they that it got overruled that. anyway, right, was they used that half the semicircle as a reason to review it. But yes. because they did that, they can now also review a charge or block. Yeah, that's the way I understood it by uh, listening to basically all those guys. Uh, Brian Windhorst was one of them. Stephen A. Smith was talking about it mm-hmm. uh, in in depth, um, and then all the guys on Sports Center did a nice job of laying it out. So uh, the the rule is that. They can only go check to see if he was in the restricted area. But if they are there <coughs> doing that, they're checking the restricted area, then they can go back and check and see if he's in a legal guarding position. And they determined that both, one, LeBron was outside the circle, which everybody and their mother knew. knew. Why is that even needed? When, exactly. If you're either in the circle or you're not, right? nobody cares about the block charge once you make the call. Right. Because it's a judgment call. It yeah, is you're judgment either call. in the circle or you're not. Exactly. There is a little bit of a gray area there. If your heels are above that line, like if you if you are up on your toes and your heels are above that line, you are still considered in the, oh, you in are. the circle. I'm I, pretty I would, sure. my, my opinion, I would tell you not. So do you know the definition of what is the legal guarding position? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah, I, and I will never understand. The way the announcers talk, you can still draw a charge call and get that charge for a turnover. Yeah, you could be moving. Even when you're moving. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You could be moving. And I didn't feel it was so much LeBron moving, but I felt it was the shoulders not being square. I was going to say, I want your opinion on the actual call itself. The call on the floor, and then your opinion on them changing it after looking at replay. Okay, so we all know that I'm I'm a big LeBron fan, but I honestly thought, watching the game, that it was a block. But once they went with the charge... Because of the... Because of the shoulders. And, and I, 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 I think I agree with you 100% off. there. I think his feet... I think he was definitely stationary. But they talked they talk to Steve Jabby... Yeah, he said, and he said he that they should have kept it as a like charge. Version they, of Mike yeah. Care or something. Basically, and he basically said they should have kept the call on the floor. Yeah, yep. He said, he thought, and I agree with that too. Real time, when I was watching it in real time, I thought it was a charge, but I changed my mind to a block when I saw the replay. Right, right, and then we talk, we get into that all the time about yeah. like in football. Know, it's it's not that easy, and, and replay brings out a lot of 
faults in referees. But I think like you have that, to go with what you had. Absolutely. With a judgment call. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a lot different with well, yeah, a call. Yeah, it's not black and white we, there. Right. We talked yeah. about pre-show. It's different. A black and white, like if someone stepped on the sideline or not in football. You that, did or you didn't. You either did or you didn't. Here's a judgment call, but I think I'm agreeing with most of what you're saying here. Yeah. On the floor, um, I think you said you would have called it a charge, correct? Or a block. You said a block. I would, I would have called it a block originally, but once they went with charge – they couldn't. They basically tried to just oh, bail themselves out. So we do using. have we do have a little disagreement. I thought it was block. So, Rob, what do you think? Real time, I thought it was a charge. So, okay. and I I'm going to go with Rob. Real time, I thought it was a charge. When I went and looked at the replay, and I don't mean to contradict myself here, so I'm going to try to make this uh, really clear with what I'm saying. On the court, I thought it was a charge. When I looked at the replay. I'm like, Utah, I saw him lean in with his shoulders, which to me makes it a block. However, I would not have overturned that call. You know what this reminds me of? I don't think it's enough to say – because I – and maybe I shouldn't do this. I compared it to football, as in you have to have conclusive, indisputable evidence to overturn it, especially in the last 60 seconds. With a judgment call, I'm not overturning that call if I caught a, if I caught a charge on the court. And it was just a huge, huge – Situation yep. too, because Kevin then went to the free throw and what he made two free throws to tie the game. Yeah, right, George Hill. Yep. Right. So then that was yeah. So getting back to my original point of all the things that could go wrong for LeBron that did, George Hill missing the second free throw. Uh, that was a total choke job. Mm-hmm. Uh, any free throw that you so miss like that, eighty-one percent free throw. Eighty-one free th- percent free throw shooter, and he left it that. Short. Yeah. It was very short. It was it was desperately close. It was very close to being an air ball just touching the net on the way down. Well, let, let's talk about the play itself. Is that a good play or a bad play by LeBron in that situation? You talked about how critical of a situation it was. That is a gutsy play to try to make. Obviously, it's a it's a huge risk. The reward is fantastic because you that is in a sense in essence a defensive stop. Plus, you give a foul to the person who's charged with the foul. Uh, and you don't give up any points. Are we going back to the block charge? Yeah, the block charge. Uh, just to stay with that a little bit longer. And Or do you think it was too risky of a play, as in saying the, the downside of this, uh, the risk part, if you, if you don't come away winning, you do give up those two free throws and you take a foul. Now, I don't think LeBron was in foul trouble, so I'm not sure that that was really an issue. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't. Is that a play you want to take at that point in the game? I thought it was very telling that after the game, LeBron said, I read that play as good as I have any play in my career. I, so he was confident life. in the play. He, he was, was confident very confident in that he read that Kevin was coming right at him with his head down, and he got there. And so you don't have question no the play. No problem. No problem. No, problem no. with the play? No, because... Um, I can't remember who it was. Who was the second guy? Garden. Who was Garden? Uh, Durant. Jeff Green. Jeff Green. I think he'd have fouled him on the layup. It could have possibly been an A and one. So really, it might have stopped it from taking the lead. Right. So you agree with the play as well? Yeah, I think as long as you're not in foul trouble, I'm not gonna. I'll never I, criticize sure him for the play. I just know in that late of a game, which he, you said LeBron says he's sure. Unless I'm sure, I'm gonna get that play. That's a tough play for me. But I thought he had, an, lot open, of I thought he even had an open lane taking, trying to, to take the, a charge. To the right. Green was on the side. and Anything, I think he might have fouled him. Yeah. And so that's the first play that uh, we have <coughs> because we're technically still in your uh, segment here of thoughts yeah, and opinions. No, that's fine. We, like I said, we I think we've got time allotted yeah. in this in this show. So you start it with the block charge call. Then the next the thing George you're going to move to will be the free throws. Correct. The choking of the free throw <clears throat> on George Hill's part. You know, more think about that. He's he's a pacer. 
<laughs> at heart, he's a pacer. Yeah, he's a pacer. yeah so just the missing of the free throw. Hard word. So, I mean, free, uh, it was a trick. Free throws, his 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 butthole no, 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 free throws are missed all the time. Yeah, but that's what I was saying earlier about how he missed yeah. the shot. He almost airballed it. Almost if you go back and watch, it barely touches that front rim. Yeah. Which I guess is why J.R. Smith was allowed to get that rim. <laughs> you wanna, that, that, that's a whole different discussion because Kevin Durant did a poor, poor job in a situation in a situation that he has to know these guys are going to be going for the offensive rebound pretty heavily. He did a poor job of boxing out. J.R. Smith grabs the rebound. I don't think anybody expected him to miss it. I think Durant and the Warriors figured it was in. Yeah. From an 81% free throw shooter. Right. But right. can't count on a pacer. But then we don't even – honestly, we don't really don't even have to talk about J.R. Smith because everybody in the world knows that it's basically his fault that, one, they, they – I mean, they had a – oh, my God, they had a timeout. He could have passed out to LeBron, who was standing wide open at the top of the key. If he I'm not mistaken, he, he, might, he could have, he could have put tried, to, in. tried yeah. to put up an offer. He was wide open. Because I can tell you, he, he, said, he said something smart about like, oh, well, Kevin already had three blocks and I wasn't going to make it four. Listen here, JR, you had him backed underneath the basket, so he was not in a good defensive position at all. Go up and rise up like you used to when you were with Denver and maybe even slam it down. Whoever, whatever you want to do, just don't do what you did. And who had that game? Was it Mike Breen and uh, Jeff Van Gundy and those guys? Is Mike, that who had Mark Jackson, game? I think, was in there too. Mark Jackson. Yeah, Mark, Mark ja- Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, and uh, Jeff Van Gundy. So although you know this is a podcast, you can't really see what's going on in the video. Um, but as, as panelists, so we can have a more accurate description to talk about it. We're going to play this video. Uh, and then as viewers, you can obviously listen to this and uh, and see how the announcers saw it if you missed this game. This is game one. Uh, George Hill shooting his free throws and missing. And then, of course, J.R., the blunder that has been all over the news. See how short that was? Yep. And so there you see LeBron. There you saw LeBron going up immediately to J.R. Smith. Wonder what he's doing. J.R. Smith was very ready to uh, also try to blame LeBron on that too, saying, well, LeBron looked like he wanted a timeout. He was trying to deflect all pressures from himself. Too. Yep. And I, I thought that was a joke. Well, I think this morning he finally came he in did. almost right uh, – Right, the wrong there, saying I'm not really sh- well. Basically, saying I'm not really sure what I was thinking. Yeah, almost assuming the blame for that. Exactly, and and he tried to tell reporters last night that he knew what the score was. That's a joke too, because you can obviously see on the on one of those angles that Jr. tells LeBron, Rick, "I thought, I we, thought were we were ahead. I thought we were ahead." They slowed it down, and you can see it plain well, day. I, I saw somebody joke that said um, Jr. said you have to uh, bring it back after hit trail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think he's playing street ball. Yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Love it. Uh, speaking of that, have you have you guys seen the the video? Actually, I think Tyler, you might have. The Jr. Smith challenge. Yes, yeah, the Jr. Smith challenge. The guy runs out in the highway and into the store, well, and I he runs all these places, way. continue to dribble the ball. But I, now that you mention it, that that ball was barely scraping the rim there, yep. Uh, yep. and he had a chance to go back up with it. Had LeBron at the top of the key, so. Yeah, well, obviously that's tough. Yeah, he did, and that's tough. And then speaking of being, it's tough. You know, I, LeBron mentioned this was one of the toughest losses he's ever had. Well, not to mention they shot in his the career. absolute lights out in OT. I mean, 
we yeah, can we can Cleveland talk about how Cleveland, Cleveland handed them, handed the game away, but at the same time they were not missing from three, which but subsequently overtime, carried over into game two tonight. Yeah, over time, really really have to talk but another time, did you tonight, did you really think after what had just happened? No, had no. A and and it, I'll they tell you what else, it really didn't help either that. when uh, there were two consecutive possessions last night, and they don't talk about that in the final two-minute report that they put out all the time. Because they also said that Draymond Green stepped in early, but to call that in Golden State would be a joke. Um, but what I'm saying is, in OT, the very first possession, I believe it's LeBron takes it in there, and they show the play, and LeBron's entire arm gets ripped, but they think it's a clean steal. They don't get that call. Then they come down, and another play with George Hill, who gets the steal. On Durant. On Durant, yeah. and they call it a foul, but it was completely clean. It just seems like, and look, I know, my dad is the is the official, you know, like I I will always back up officials and say, look, they don't go in there with, with specific agendas. They don't care who wins or loses. They're just trying to do their job. But... It, this series, along with the complaints from last series from Houston fans and all that stuff, it just seems a little off. Everything seems to go Golden State's way. Do you and think that might just be because you know they're at home right now? It's their first two games. No, Maybe I don't see think what that happens at all. in Game Three and Four because there were multiple, <clears throat> multiple complaints. I even got texts from buddies I haven't heard of in a while saying, do you understand NBA officiating when the game was in Houston for Game 7? It's 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 just a little bit off to me. Well, and, and and NBA officials have been caught in the past, like Tim Donahue. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But let's just be honest. I'm I mean, not sure if it's the, to that extent. No, no. The NBA officials are the worst. But here's, they're not good. But I here's would take the thing, NCAA I, officials. Everybody wants to talk about how bad NCAA officials are right now. I could put my dad on that game, and you can say I'm biased if you want, whatever you want to say. But my dad would do ten times a better job. But than here's what the thing: these guys. I'm do. pretty sure that the the officials are a lot of times. Maybe they're missing calls, but a lot of the ways that they miss calls is what the NBA officiating. I don't know, head of officiating or the, or well, yeah, the organizations. They tell them what to call and what not to call. Yeah, they're great. They have to. It's, it's if not, there's no way they'd work as a professional referee. They tell them to let these travels go by. They're they great tell them not to call these three-second calls. Yeah. They, like Rob said, they're great, and that's how they're They must be telling them not games. to call those moving screens, too, because Golden well, State is the king of that. Well, in my opinion, every team sets moving screens throughout the entire season. I mean, that's that's me. I don't think I'm a biased fan per se. Now, I tend to root against LeBron because of what he did to my team back when we were actually good, but I think a lot of, I think every team travels and sets moving screens and, you know, well, okay, let's <laughs> let's not get into that. I, well, I think a lot of that is they don't want the, at the After NBA this year's level, draft, that'll change, but we'll get into that uh, another, we'll get into that another episode. Uh, no, 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 no. I've really heard a lot yeah. of Mo Bamba. Maybe you'll get Grayson. I've heard a lot. Uh, no. After, uh, <laughs> but the NBA game and the referees, I think a lot of the non-calls, they don't want to affect the flow of the game. You mean the entertainment value? Yeah, yeah. because no. at, at the college level, they'll call the hand checks every time you do it. But, and then people complain about yeah. it. And, and I'm one of them the because NBA, it stops the flow of the, the game. The NBA listens to the complaints, and the NCAA doesn't. Uh, but the kidding. NCAA for me is more fouls. Like if you want, I think you should call travel to improve. Just get back to the 
That's not some gain some credibility. Yeah. Right now you lose credibility every night because you don't call people taking four steps to the hoop. That's true. And for me, the NCAA the all the time. NCAA. Oh yeah. That, that's, all the time. That's, that's, that's part of Shaq's thing. Is the go after fouls is what gets calling. me in NCAA. It seems like, especially yeah. at the beginning of the season, those tip-off they're, tournaments, they're really the whistle's blown every 20 well, seconds. And that's because they're told to yes. call that way. And that's my point about I the NBA. I think the NBA is told not to call for yes, the TV purposes. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's the, it's the same. It's, it goes both ways. I just think it, it takes away from the game, honestly. I, like, I'm not saying, well, I'm not saying it's they have to assert themselves, but they are missing – some very simple calls. They missed one tonight that was just un- unbearable. I don't know how you miss it. And I think these players are told by their coaches and people who draft them, like, hey, this is what you can get away with at this level, oh, sure, and yeah. this is what you can't. So let's practice that, let's work on that, and let's move on to the next thing. Yep. They also t- uh, teed up um, Tyron Lue tonight, who usually doesn't say much to mm-hmm. officials. And then uh, probably about five minutes later, game time, uh, Draymond has a play where he doesn't think he fouled the guy and well, he never, screams he's, he's and never cusses. Committed, he's never committed oh, a foul. He's, he actually, <laughs> Robbie, 2,000 <laughs> row tonight that were called on him, he agreed with. Hmm. I had never seen him before in my I'm life. But he mugged the guy. You were talking about the he one there. When they called a foul on him when he poked LeBron in the eye. Oh, that's when he got teed up. Yeah. Yeah. Who uh, it's kind of reminds me of, now. I'm not saying because this this guy I'm about to mention doesn't does not act near like Draymond. I don't think many people act no. quite like Draymond. But no, who, else, the Jake who, who else do we know that has never committed a Jake foul McKay. in his life? What, what's the Jake famous McKay. from What in good position? You, you didn't box to, out. Yeah, where he well, uses your shoulder as you a step. You weren't in good position. There's no rule that says you have to box out, <laughs> or you can go over their back. No, Jake. If you go over the back, it is over the and back. And Jake listens to the show, so yeah. he'll, he'll hear this. Jake, you're you're the worst. Yeah, you are. You use somebody as a stool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a joke. never committed a foul uh, in his outdoor basketball. They could put that life. on his banner in the rafters. Yeah, <laughs> zero fouls, zero fouls. <laughs> he he mentioned to me today that but he wants to be a guest on the show one day. I said, well, we'll wait till football and get you on here. I think that'd be appropriate. Yeah, because football. during football season, I don't know if you guys know that um, or not, but we will be going to two, trying to go to two shows a week, and they're going to be a the lot intention. shorter. Yep, shorter shows. So right now we're averaging probably about. Which I don't know. The way we love football, it could get ugly. I know. Right? The way the way we're running now, and, and you got the, our listeners probably know, we're probably running seventy five to eighty minutes average show, about an hour and fifteen minutes, and so. Once the season starts up, we're going to try to go two shows a week, approximately a half an hour to 45 minutes. Uh, one show will be to talk about the upcoming games in the week, and then the next show will be to talk about the games that have just happened. So that's just a little preview there. Um, moving on to game two. Um, this just happened, so a lot of this is fresh in our mind. Though there wasn't any any big storylines that, that uh, happened in game one. We can talk a little bit more about something that had just recently happened that's still well, fresh. Well, on game one, I did want to ask, what was – I never did see the technical on Tristan. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it, wasn't a te- it wasn't a technical. It was a flavor two straight ejection. Yeah, I never, I never yeah, saw that. I didn't agree I didn't with that. That was, that was ridiculous, yeah. too. Another thing that just happened to go – and Dray- Draymond well. came up in Tristan's face with the mouth. The mouth. Well, I don't think technical. Well. I don't think he did that because of the foul. I think they've had. They were talking like that yeah. all game back. But and I think after after he got ejected, that's when he came up and did it. Oh, yeah, we yeah. want to talk about that too. The the uh, Warriors have just become unbearable. 
Um, they were like that earlier in the year, though. Yeah, they, they, no, they've been this way for over a year now. Wow. For yeah. over a year, two they are, years. They say. are big time complainers. The whole team complain, and they they are boastful. They just get up in your face, and then finally, LeBron blocks that shot with what, like twenty seconds to go last night, thirty seconds to go, and wants to see, you know he says one thing to Steph, but doesn't show him up about it. And Steph wants to get up in his face and argue, and then that's when LeBron well, swats him away. The whole the fight. After he got, got done talking to Steph, was LeBron told Clay to cut out the celebrating? Yeah, that he didn't like it. Yeah, and then they get in the fight. Yep. So I don't blame anybody for not for celebrating, for not liking a team celebrating a game one win like you won the series, which we know you have. But yeah, it's over. so. Wait, you're taking you to game you're three. actually taking LeBron's side on that because you're usually the if you don't like it, stop it mentality. Yeah, on the if they were running up, I don't care, but don't celebrate when you're running like. I wouldn't like it if they, in the football sense. Well, that probably stems from them losing the finals on their own home court. Yeah. They, that probably well, I, still I, stands I don't like the celebrating on a game one. If you win the series, you know, celebrate all you want game four in the game. I don't care. But you're not clinching the series. It's like the Sixers when they yeah, drop confetti. By that. The Sixers drop confetti and they didn't even win the game. Yeah. But they're the Sixers. There's a difference. I don't care who you are. Just don't celebrate until you win something. But, yeah, on to game two. Game two. Uh, Ty, we'll start with you. Just some stats to throw out there. Maybe this can, uh, you know, give you some notes to talk about. I know you've probably got your own things. LeBron James, 29 points. Love, 22. Thompson, 11. And Hill, 15. So their stars contributed. There's nothing for what me to Clarkson mention to about tonight? the bench. Jordan Clarkson. He was terrible game one. Uh, he's, he's been awful. He, he, hasn't had, he hasn't recorded an assist since game four yeah. of the Toronto. Clarkson, season. one for four, two points. Yeah, he's an embarrassment to the On league. the Warriors' side, Steph Curry, 33. Durant, 26. Thompson, 20. And then the rest is kind of spread out I think the, the, biggest, the, the biggest story of that is a little bit more extended for Steph. Steph hit nine threes tonight. And that's nine for seventeen. That's excellent. Unbelievable. Oh, uh, you want to talk shooting. about excellent shooting? Go ahead and give me the uh, the field goals, the raw field goals to attempts of Kevin Durant. Durant, he was oh, extremely efficient. Ten for fourteen, yeah. and two for three from behind the arc. Four for four from the line. So you were right on the money. These that guys, is as these guys, just, as you get. they did, didn't didn't miss tonight. And I was telling um, Jordan when we were sitting Clay there, Thompson eight for thirteen. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> insanely not joking. They tough. didn't miss. And they made a bunch of threes. Um, Steph, like I said, Steph's nine by himself. But I was telling Jordan when we were sitting here watching the game that it doesn't matter what LeBron and them do because they're just not hitting the threes that Golden State's yep. hitting. I, I told Jordan this as well, is that I felt like Cleveland dominated the first quarter. And they were losing after it because all of the threes that Golden State hit, just they just – it's such an advantage for them, you know. And some and, of the threes, and I, to me, are like disheartening. Like they take a mental toll because yeah. you play such good defense. Stuff sometimes is five and six feet from behind the line, and they yeah. still go in with like, the fadeaway tonight. That that one. What was, more can you do? My thing is, people don't. And I hate t- playing teams like that. People don't on talk 2K. about it. Oh, you know, JJ Reddick's on two K. I hear, but I people don't talk about it enough, but. Um, the the Warriors' defense, I know they're defensively way up there in efficiency and stuff, but it stems from their three-pointers because you're playing catch-up the whole game. Yep. And you're – it's not that the Warriors are a great group of defenders collectively. Steph Curry – I think they've got, got two really good defenders. Yeah, yeah. Like they got two. Two solid ones. 
Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're be, their best one hasn't played in yeah. either of the games this series. But I have to play. So three, I was I was considering, uh, or I was talking about Clay and Draymond okay. as mine. But yeah, Iguodala, really, you're, you're right. I really think if they're so great defensively because of the three pointer that they make on the offensive side of the ball. To force the other team to play yeah, Jordan ball. Bell's starting to bud as a, a good defender. I'd rather not talk about Jordan <laughs> Bell. Right they traded now. him for like nothing. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> they drafted Jordan Bell last year and traded him for cash. Oh, man. How's that cash treat? You Rob, brother? your thoughts on game two? Anything that has. Match that offer from the Knicks or Noah. <laughs> Anything that hasn't been mentioned already, Rob. Game, game two. two, well, be yeah, honest. Noah sucks. That's what hasn't yeah. been mentioned. LeBron, 29 points, 13 assists. Honestly, I didn't watch much steals. of it because I was just uh, losing interest. After game one, I'm ever, I'm, it's, it's over. over. It's, it's over. After JR. Only, I think you're right. After JR Smith did what he did, I, I don't even want to watch it anymore. I was, that night, I watched the game at the townhouse in my chair. And I swear my jaw hit the floor when Jr. took off running with the ball like he had won the series and was getting ready to throw it up in the air. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting I was on yelling the ball. at the television. Yeah, I, I was just shocked. I was I waiting said, on the ball to be thrown in the air like teams do when they win the game or win a series. But <laughs> wouldn't that have been the best if he had just thrown it straight up, was, and not that's, realized? That's what I was oh, thinking. I told him that'd be much better if he had thrown the ball up, thinking that that would have been great. And, he didn't even do that, and LeBron was still screaming at him. Can yep. you imagine if he'd have thrown that ball? Him? Oh, <laughs> I'd have loved to see that. made it a hundred times I, better. LeBron might have hit him at that point. LeBron might have hit him at that point. I'd have loved it. All, the, all the Twitter videos of like, all those people just smacking their buddy in the back of the head. Just, I or that uh, that meme, the, the meme of Bat, the old Batman and Robin comics with Batman just Boom. slapping him right up in the face. Yeah. Robin, up in the face. Yeah. I thought we were winning. Slap. Just <laughs> after game one, it's just, uh, I've just lost a lot of interest in it. Does, yeah. that, does that stem from this being, what, the fourth year in a row yeah. that it's been Golden State? And are, you got, are you, is there any exhaustion? Like oh, I'm, I'm tired. Watching. Absolutely, yeah. I'm tired of so watching this. Even the, if LeBron won it, I'm just tired of watching these two teams. The, play. the third time they played, I was like, "All right, I want them to like even the odds because the, the series was tied one to one." But even like then, a, Durant was added, so I'm like, "This isn't really a, a game. This isn't really, really a third round. This is like a different round." Yeah. Now I'm just tired of all. Like of LeBron, it. Like, maybe realistic. When does it get boring? In, in as the Golden State, uh, you know. Not a sport. I'm not even saying they're more fans. now because I'm, I'm they're sure so close to another it, title. I will tell you this. Like I think it now is where it's they just turn so boring. It and and we talked about this all year that they would play three or four games in a row like the Warriors, and then they would lose by forty to the Jazz. And yep. it's just it all stems from them just being like, ah, you know what? I don't really the thing I don't tonight. like about it is is LeBron's going to lose this series, and he'll have what's he got three rings? Yeah, it, he'll be and three the, and seven. The sad thing is. Is if he loses this series, Durant will probably pass him in rings for a career. If they keep the team that he's got, Durant's already said he's taking the pay cut. For now, but he's but he's basically doing what LeBron's doing, right? He he takes the the two year, one year player option thing where he can continue to opt out. I think that group wants to catch Jordan in rings, so I think they'll stay together. And I really do think Durant will catch him in rings, and it'll really make me mad. 
Okay, not to add another 40 minutes to the show, because I know we could, but if, if what you're saying is true, if they want to keep this group together and try to pass the 90s Bulls, mm-hmm. is there a team in the East with or, rela- with or without LeBron that can contend with them in the next five or six years? No, God. An up-and-coming Boston, up-and-coming Philly, whatever the, team LeBron goes to. If you put LeBron on the Celtics, they beat them. And LeBron's I think not going to, you have to You have to get rid of but I, know I think the Celtics have to get rid of Kyrie. And think, probably someone else. I, th- I would love to see the Celtics fully yeah, healthy. Yeah, for obvious reasons, yeah. Kyrie. I would love to see the Celtics fully healthy by him. Right now? The if Warriors, they were fully healthy, I'd love to oh, see Oh, I'd love to see it too. Because yeah. the Celtics and Brad Stevens. Do you think a fully healthy Celtics has a better chance than Cleveland? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, the Celtics are very good defensively. And they're good. I think they beat the Warriors. But they proved this year. I think they were two and one against the Warriors this year, and beat them at home mm-hmm. in Golden State. That would have been an interesting of, series. Yeah, to I put watch. a lot of faith in Brad Stevens. That That's, and that would have definitely helped my fatigue of this series yeah. too, because it would have been Boston. Just to and it would have been, been fun to watch. It, that would have been a lot more fun. I think even Cleveland and Houston would have could been you, more fun. Could you yes, imagine yes. Marcus Morris and Draymond Green? But oh, it's because you know be smart. Going. What about Marcus yeah, Smart team, and, Mar- team, and, and Draymond that, Green? That could have provided some. And Marcus Morris did. He has a little Draymond in him when yeah, he went he does. up to Joel Embiid, and uh, I think they were. Yeah, he does. He went up to Embiid's face and started doing the three-one. Yeah, at that time. Yeah, I loved it, but. I really do think the the Celtics would have given them a better series, fully healthy. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ty, we'll we'll move on to the, to hockey. Okay. Um, caps up now, two, two one. to one. Yep. After uh, game three last night, um, <clears throat> after a three one victory. Yes. For Washington, three to one. So we'll let uh, we'll let Ty talk about the Caps. What he thought. What he's thought about the series so far. What he thinks is going to happen later on in the series, uh, and then we'll move on. To the rest of the show, and then me and Rob will also add in because I think Rob was at a viewing party yesterday. I think Ty was at a viewing party yesterday, so they both have more insight on at least last ga- uh, last night's game than I do. So I'll pretty much let them to uh, take over this segment. Well, you know this playoff series has has butted my interest in doing like I, I'm a big Colin Coward fan, and what he does is the me too. where Colin was right. And then where Colin oh, was yeah. wrong. Yep. I, I like that segment a lot. And I think we need to start doing that and just keeping things in mind that we say during the show that we can uh, you know, we can we can do. Well, yeah. where one of mine was where Ty was right is the Capitals. Uh, I, I said after their game one loss, I said, I'm still feeling extremely confident. Um, I thought we skated well. Uh, we had a chance to win it there at the end with Lars Eller just whiffing on the on the puck, um, but we've just looked like the superior team. We've looked like we we've controlled the puck more. Uh, last night we gave up one goal, but that was because Holtby made a stupid move going behind the yeah, net. I'm, I'm trying to pass yeah. out when I, I didn't understand. I don't know. He, he likes going behind the net. That's he risky. likes handling the puck. Yeah, yeah. He, which. If I was a coach, and I told one of my buddies last night, I would never be a coach because, I mean, obviously I don't know hockey that well. Um, but I would just make my – I would make sure that my goalie did not, not handle the puck. Yeah. You were there to protect the net. Don't yeah. worry about holding. Yeah, you don't worry about any of that. We'll don't go have, back there. You need it. to touch the puck when it's in your glove. Yeah, there you go. That's that's big for me. But, uh, yeah. It, which I think I last week I expected a game to win. I think I said that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they would bounce back in game two. Yeah. I was really happy to see them win a game two. Um, we've been road warriors this year. We've played really well. Uh, I and talked I, to Merce about uh, coming back home. He's like, I just want at least one win. Well, now we've gotten that one win in the first game, so how about another? How about we go ahead and take this thing back to Vegas at 3-1? to one with I think they have a huge advantage over Vegas in the team chemistry department. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's where they're really shining because Vegas has only been together for a year. Right. I, I really expect and the they're Capitals, a bunch of misfits that I expect really the never Capitals to win it. Yeah, really. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I know that's, that's crazy <laughs> to say. Expecting the Capitals to win. Yeah. They, they just looked better. So um, one of the big things in this series has been like the. Uh, the pregame antics, I'll mm-hmm. say. Okay, Pat uh, Sajak. Yeah, we had. So Vegas does this whole thing where they do like this big montage, and they end up bringing the Golden Knight onto the ice, who sword fights uh, somebody else. Uh, it's 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 really for me. It's overdone. It's too it's much. Too much. Well, that's it's, Vegas for you. Yeah, it's Vegas. Um, they, they had like certain things in there that I liked. Like they said, uh, they had this <clears throat> this woman talking over the loudspeaker, and it was. Uh, we've slayed the kings, and we've uh, grounded the jets, and we've eaten the sharks, and now we control land, air, and and mm. water, and all that stuff. That takes a very creative really mind cool. to do. Yeah, that. yeah, that, well, that was cool. But then I didn't need like I, I also enjoyed the jump, the drummers up there that they've got. Yeah, that's that's yeah. pretty cool. But then once you get onto the ice and you're you're sword fighting, I, it's, it's too much for me. Too much. Um, but if you watch, and this is what butted my idea on it, it you talked about the team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Washington came out, um, and they I believe they actually did this for game one when we went in the very first um, series against Columbus. The projector on the ice? Not the projector on the ice. I thought that that's cool, too. I love the projector on the ice. <laughs> but they put the Stanley Cup on the ice uh, against gold, um, the oh, Golden Knights. That was really cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the I thing I'm talking the about is the video stuff. montage that they put up there, and it shows, like, the Metro. It shows the Washington Monument, and it shows a bunch of things that you equate with Washington, D.C. And oh, it shows okay. all the history of these players, this, the Backstroms and the Ovechkins and the Kuznetsovs that are getting, you know, drafted or... Or picked up, and John Carlson. They showed him in a Hershey Bears game. It, it's it's unbelievable to watch these guys have grown together, and and it's just a nice mesh. And they've been at it for years, and they've never been enough, gotten enough to get over the hump. But now they're finally there. Ov can smell it. He's playing at a whole new, different level. He's playing yeah, like he was good last night. Oh my God, he's yeah. playing like the Ovechkin when he very first came in the league. He's drilling people. He's laying out blocking shots. The Capitals were really hitting people last night. Yeah. He can taste that Stanley Cup. He's so close. And now he's he is ripping, raring to go. He's celebrating his teammates' goals just as much as he's celebrating his own. I just – I love watching. I fell in love with this team so hard in this playoff series. When I wasn't – that's – where Ty was wrong. I, I didn't expect it's this better. Team to go it's anyway. better when you're expect, when you're not expecting it. Absolutely. This is going to sound like a dumb question, but in the, I know anybody who's familiar with the Northern Virginia radio stations. I listen to DC 101 all the time when I'm up there in the mornings, and and one of the shows is uh, Elliot in the Morning. Rob's familiar with it, mm-hmm. and on those he has people calling, and he's a big hockey fan. And some of the fans that were calling in when I was up there uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was after the Caps had lost the playoff game. And I don't know how much how much this matters towards the game of the series. And I know someone that follows hockey more is the amount of hits that Washington puts on. Is the physicality if they're more physical? Does that 
make a, does that give them a big advantage in the game? Because one of the callers that called in said, I just noticed that, and I can't remember which series it was in. I think it was, did you guys go up 2-0 one time? And then, yeah, it was the series you guys went up Tampa. 2-0, then lost three in a row. Against Tampa. Right. Well, you. it was after y'all's second loss, the guy called in and said, it just seems like we're not hitting as much. It doesn't seem we're like, like we're as physically involved in the series. Does that kind of stuff really make a difference? Like, is it a confidence thing? I is think it, it takes a toll. Is it like a momentum thing? Honestly, Just, I think it helps us because we have been that way since Barry Trotz came in and got <clears throat> and, and took control. Set, setting a tone. We or something? have been we have been physical. We have always been big. We have been strong, mm-hmm. and that's just how our guys play. And you'll see it all the time. Devontae Smith Pelly, not afraid to hit you. Brooks Orpik, not afraid to hit you. I mean, obviously, Tom Wilson will hit you, and you don't even have to have the puck. And you've got real Brad Marchessault this year. And you've got to keep your head on the swivel if you're on the other team. Absolutely. So that, that's what I was going to say. Strategically, is it, the is it a strategic thing? Yeah. Like you can't just be out there running and gunning towards the puck or running your offensive yeah, set or whatever. Depth. You need to make sure that you're aware of your surroundings. Right. And we. So what just I kind of equate us about to, when you're out there skating, absolutely. And what I equate us to is like the Detroit Pistons, the the old bad boys. Mm, love those teams. So they're very physical. And by the end of the series, man, even if you beat them, you're, you're exhausted. Just like, oh, you're just worn and even down. at a certain point, you're like, man, I'm just really not looking forward to playing these guys again right, right now. Right. And so I'm not I looking feel forward to getting hit like this. Everybody that plays against the Capitals, I I just I love the way we play. It's physical. Not everybody likes us because of it. We ruffle some feathers, but if you who win. Cares? Who cares? Right. Uh, it's it's uh, it's been fun to watch. Now, it's Al Davis awesome. said, "Just win, baby. Just, Just win, win, baby, win." <laughs> One of my favorite quotes in sports history. Yeah. So the game four is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's uh, at eight p.m. That will be our last game. Um, or not our last game, but our until game, game six. Yeah, our last home game until game six. Um, so Hopefully that doesn't get to Game 6. Yeah, I'm hoping so too. Uh, my cousin Greg has tickets to go to Game 6, and he is the biggest Capitals jinx. Like, we can be playing the best we've ever played, and if Greg steps foot in the building, it's over. we lose every time. And, it, and my dad has claimed that it's got a two-game, three-game effect. So if that would be the case, and it got to Game 6, and we needed to either win 6 or 7, uh, we could be yeah, in some trouble. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, so what's up, your prediction tomorrow? Oh, Gotta man. get a Tomorrow, prediction out it's, of you. I, I want to say the Caps are going to win, but I really also don't want to come back on here saying where Ty was wrong. Um, I'm hoping that the next time we can have this uh, this podcast that we'll be talking about one of my teams finally winning a championship because Game Six, if, even if hockey we, actually goes even to took the game in a six, manner, unlike the NBA, yeah, which spreads it out over the course of three yeah, weeks. Game six is, I think, Saturday. So the game seven would end up being Monday. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, I mean, if that's the case, given that we're in a game seven, we could do a, a special edition podcast, maybe a shorter show, or we could just push it. And wait until after the podcast, depending on what you guys wanted to do yeah. with that. Hopefully I'm just excited. Yeah, that's uh, true. I just, of course, I, in Washington's favor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If we go to a game seven, I can already tell you the fans will just melt because they know in the they back know of their minds, happens, especially but if it goes like they, OT. Will they though? After coming back against uh, Toronto, I know one of them. and yeah, beating look, Pittsburgh look, listen, in listen. the same playoff. Listen, th- you haven't experienced these fans like like I have. It's these fans will. I've experienced losing in the playoffs quite a bit. Maybe not in this sport, but Robbie yeah, but and I not, both have experienced it's not every losing in the playoffs. Single, it, do you have the best 
record every no, single no, year going no, in? Are you the comparison talented? I heard? Do you have the best that, player in the league? You know, it's just like it's, the it's similar to the Nationals. Oh, it's similar. It's very similar, similar to Nationals. the Nationals. It's a Washington D.C. sports curse. The one yeah, comparison I heard that said the Capitals were more dominant than the Warriors in their sport in the regular season. Think and about they that. Ended up losing to the first. Think game. about that. I could never imagine the Warriors. Hardly, we can't even imagine losing in the finals, much less the first round. Right, right, and it, it just—it's—it's it's been etched in our brains that somehow, some way, they'll let us down. Now there will be—I think it'll be split right down the middle because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people. I'm one of those included that think this is a different year. This is this is different. Well, obviously, it's OB different. You guys emotionally invested. Come back from. I think after exactly. Pittsburgh, they got the row. After exactly. Pittsburgh, they got the mo- monkey off the back. Right. Or as... Uh, I uh, think the other series might be more impressive. Tampa. Losing three in a row after winning two and then coming back and as winning Walton two As Walton would more. say, the, the demons have been exercised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I thought that was a great call. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, if it gets to game seven, especially if it goes to OT, in the back of my mind, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little scared. Same, same old scared. caps. The same old caps, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm I'm really excited to watch the Caps tomorrow night. Uh, actually, I might not even get to watch them, but I'm supposed to work tomorrow night. Uh, but you can guarantee I will have them uh, at my fingertips. So I'm excited to watch. Game I five think they four. I think they win Game Five. You think they win Game Five or it's Game Game Four? Game Four. Tomorrow. Okay, Game Four. So they'd be up three yeah. one. Yeah, I think they go up three one. They just so they, that, that they mean, look like the better. That team means today. that means to counter you guys, I have to pick Vegas to even the series, okay? Because this thing is going to go seven, and the Caps are going to take it in the seventh. Which game. um, I think I saw a thing come across the screen last night that said Vegas hasn't lost back to back games all season. Yeah, so it'll be interesting oh, man, to see how tough. it'll be interesting to see. So how I'm gonna say they break the streak in DC though, yeah. right? Which hasn't been. No, they game. already had. They just they just did lose back to back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because they lost game two and three. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's yeah. see how you know they feel about maybe I don't know the other Third. team getting a little bit of a roll on. Mm-hmm. I just think the Capitals are playing so much better right now. We are. We are. Because they even had a chance. It, it just one. depends on if Trotz can keep these guys hungry. Because it honestly, well, it looks like Trotz like has woke up. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say something, Trotz. It feels like that. This has just been one of those playoffs where these guys have just wanted it more than mm-hmm. the teams that they played. And when they when they haven't, then that's when Tampa came back and just put three on us real quick. We're 46 minutes and 22 seconds into our short show this <laughs> evening, and we still got the second half of the show to come up. That being said, uh, when we come back from break, we'll talk about some of our favorite athletes and some of our not-so-favorite athletes. Uh, that and some more maybe when we come back to 9 to 5 Sports. All right. We're back to 95 Sports, and it's time for the second half of our show. Uh, now we're going to talk about some of our favorite athletes. So for our seventh inning stretch topic, we're going to go around the panel and talk about some of our favorite athletes throughout all the sports. And the way we've uh, structured this is we each got to choose one athlete uh, from some of the key sports in America. And we're going to quickly go through and give our favorite athlete and then just a brief description of why. Uh, and then we'll move on to our next topic. So we'll start off with the NBA, and I'll start it off this time with my favorite athlete. And for the NBA, I'm going to go Kobe Bryant. Um, 
I grew up watching uh, Kobe Bryant pretty much in his prime, right when he went from Froby uh, to the 24. Froby. I actually have a 24 Lakers jersey, uh, the yellow one. I just, for some reason, I always liked uh, Kobe in that jersey and, and him staying with the same team his whole career after being traded from the Hornets, of course. But uh, I've always respected him. He's a winner. He's a competitor. Uh, he, I always thought it was funny how he would get mad at Shaq for coming in after a two-hour workout and seeing Shaq in the locker room eating cheeseburgers. But I, just the array in which so many different ways that Kobe could score, uh, his ability to play defense. And I, I know I'm stopping all over him, and i got to stop because we got to get this show over with sometime tonight. But for me, my favorite athlete in the NBA was Kobe. Ty, NBA. I can guess this one. Yeah, I've you've listened to the show even probably once, you can probably tell who my favorite NBA player of all time is. Uh, LeBron, without a doubt. Um, Austin, shout out to you, brother. I know you're in there with me. Um, I just think he's one of, uh, and I'm not even going to try to debate anybody with it. I'll just say he's one of the greatest to ever do it. Uh, it's fun to watch him no play. No one can debate you on that one. No, and he, he, you know, he makes his teammates better, and it's 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 just a joy to watch him go about his business. You know, the thing that I think is lost upon LeBron a lot is that we gave $420,000 a week to a kid that didn't know his father, uh, grew up in an inner city. Um, well, I guess not an inner city. He grew up in Akron. But, um, you know, a lot of things could have gone wrong. He had just graduated high school. He was 18 years old. And we haven't heard even so much as a parking ticket out of LeBron. He's been... Class personified, and it's it's just been uh, it's been a joy to be alive and uh, coherent when he has played the game of basketball for me. And I'm gonna guess one of two people for Rob. It's either KG, no, or it's Shaq. So Rob, well, there's a close second in Kevin Garnett. So that very means, close. Uh, that means I know who the first one is. Two, yeah. I'm gonna go with the number one of the most purely dominant player I've seen and. I don't think he gets enough credit in the GOAT discussion, but I don't think he's a GOAT, but I think he should at least be. I can player. agree with most dominant because yeah. with his size and just, you can't power hand, you can't and strength. Him. He's just. He's, oh, he did, was, did you even say it for it, the listeners? It's Shaquille. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. He, he was just. <laughs> the same person I mentioned about not working as hard as Kobe, sitting in the locker room eating cheeseburgers. He was just my favorite. I loved him with the Heat, I loved him with the Magic, the Lakers. And then I, I have his son's jersey, and then he went on to he played the with the Browns. He played with the Browns right, a little the big bit. Cactus, the big Aristotle, uh-huh. and he finished up with my favorite team in the Celtics, which he didn't get a lot of time there. But I still remember when Nate Robinson was running around in his shoes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably just lucky he didn't. So talk. what was it? Yeah. It was Magic, Lakers, Heat, Suns, and then after Cleveland, that, it kind of yeah Celtics. dropped to Cleveland and Celtics. Yeah. But yeah, he's my favorite player of all time. He's just, I love him. I love him. He's the best commentator of all time, too. So we've got Kobe, LeBron, and Shaq, and all of which are Hall of Fame top, I'd say, 50 Going players to be of all time, player. right? Yeah. I'd say best players in their position. Could be top 20 of all time. Right? I'm saying top, mm, top 15, All these top, top 15, 20 of all time? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next, I have NFL, and I'll start it off. I was torn between this one. Me and uh, Rob and I was talking pre-show about how bad it would look if I picked my favorite NFL player to not be a Dallas Cowboy. So I became a sucker, and I picked a Cowboy. And I think through my years of watching football, 
watching DeMarcus Ware was a treat for me. He was such a dominant force as a pass rusher and and kind of stealing from what Ty said earlier. You never really heard any problems with him on or off the field. Uh, class act, and, and like I said, for a few years there, I th- in my biased opinion, was a top two or three pass rusher in the league. Oh, scary. And, of course, got his Super Bowl with Denver, so I think that helps his case to be a future Hall of Famer at, at some point. Well, he was a lot like Witten, too. With a lot of people respected him. Yeah, yeah, played and he played his career with two teams and did retire Cowboy. But I, I went with Demarcus Ware, and, and for those of you who are curious, my other pick would have been Larry Fitzgerald, won a Man of the Year award. Just in my one of my favorite athletes in general of all time. But I went with Demarcus Ware. Ty, NFL. Okay, well, we've been talking about a lot of people that haven't been getting in any trouble. Uh, oh, I can't say the same for this guy. Uh, my love for him started uh, with the computer game, backyard football. Uh, hmm. I always enjoyed him. Uh, had video games of him when we were little on the very first system we ever owned, Nintendo 64, and I used him all the time with the Saints. Uh, he was Saints. more well-known, I think, for playing with the Dolphins. This has got to be Run, Ricky, Run. Run, Ricky, Run. Run, Ricky, Run. I loved Run. Ricky, I Williams. Like Ricky the, Williams. The dreads. Yeah. You know, I Ricky also, Williams. Just to help me out with these most hated lists, I kind of looked up some of the most hated football players uh, of all time, and somehow Ricky was on there. Yeah, I don't uh, But Ricky, th- going back to the trouble that he got into, uh, he, he liked to smoke the dope. He, he, well, Coke. Was he, he was with the Dolphins when they introduced that Wildcat to beat the Patriots that year, too. Yes. Wasn't him and Ronnie Brown? Yes. I got a Ricky yeah. Williams Dolphin. That was towards the tail end of his career. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he retired for like two or three years because he just really wanted to smoke a lot of pot. <laughs> <laughs> and he admitted it. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He said that's why absolutely. he retired. And he's, he's out there. He's definitely out there, but he is one of my favorite NFL players of all. Very underrated running back. I mm-hmm. loved him when he so was much. on the field. Oh, yeah. he was a stud at Texas. And too. by the way, found out today he was also drafted in the Major League Baseball draft in like the twelfth round. Huh. And I love those orange stuff. jerseys. Mm-hmm. Those orange jerseys. Yeah, they I were I think that's the one I have. Oh, the yeah. I used to have the teal. The teal. Uh, DeMarcus Ware, Ricky Williams, and I think I know where Rob's going with this one. As well. <laughs> a lot of people think Des Bryant is my one law. It is part of your uh, all but your before names, there, Big Papa Des. But before there was Des, and, and after there, there was Michael, there was... But the real dad is Terrell Owens. He is by far, and it's not even close. Like, Brady's okay, but if... T.O. was just on another level of love for me. <laughs> he has T.O.'s jersey. Yes. And I'm, it might be three different yeah, colors. Yeah, I've got three or four of them. And it really, really hurt my heart <laughs> when Jerry decided to cut him. Right before we got the new stadium, I wanted to see him play in the new stadium. Yep. They cut him the season before. I can't before. believe it's him even after standing in the middle of the star. He loved the 49ers. I loved him when he liked him with the Eagles. Yep. When he was doing... Uh, what, doing the sit up. Yeah, he yeah. played. He played that Super Bowl with the broken leg. I, and that he, was awesome. I really think he. When did we the, get him? When we were in elementary or high school? Because I still remember the day we signed him. You called me yeah. and said, "Well, Bill Parcells was on vacation because he didn't want him." I remember Rob called Jerry me. And he him. was. It was one of the happiest I've ever heard. Rob, he's like, "We just got here. We're going to Super Bowl." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. The second part he called me. Out, but he called me. When I we was got excited, him. and I, I, it still hurts. To this day that we caught him, I'd love to see him end up. And in all fairness, he he was a hell of a receiver for Dallas. And the from what I hear, I think he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame of Cowboy. Is he? Wow, nice. Hey, and he uh, for he won anyone, a Super Bowl with San Fran too, right? 
Oh, did he no, win? I think no, he got he, right, right after. I don't right think there. he ever okay. did win a ring. Yeah, right. no, I know he was close. He yeah. played in one with Philly, and yeah. they lost. That he played with that the, broken leg. They sure lost he, to the Patriots. He might have lost like the the game before. He might have lost in the conference. Yeah, yeah I think he mm-hmm. showed up right after they won theirs. For those of you that play games, uh, I know he made the Hall of Fame version of the next Madden coming out. They have yet to decide. Yeah, that's a guarantee. And they, <laughs> yeah, you know what? When I saw, I was like, "Well, I'm sure Rob will get the Hall of Fame just because he actually has the Cowboys jersey on in that one too." So that's why that was another thing that it's fueling the speculation that he's going in the Hall of Fame. Oh as a yeah, Cowboy. and he played for let's see the Niners, uh, Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys. Bengals. Bengals and Bills, Bills, correct? Yeah. And I think he played the preseason with the Seahawks. Tryout for the Seahawks, yeah. yeah. And, and he still he, wants to make a comeback. He worked out with the Browns this week. Seahawks were a popular spot because uh, Jerry Rice went there towards the tail end of his career, too. They say Trails and he's, he's always in good shape. But All right. We'll see. Next league, <laughs> NHL. Ty, I'll let you start out with this one. We're going NHL. NHL is next. Favorite athlete in NHL? Braden Holpe, without a doubt. Uh, his I bought his jersey. Uh, I'm pretty sure the price tag that I told you about, Jared, probably gave you a heart attack on the jersey that I have of his. Yep, I remember that. The Stadium Series. Authentic Stadium Series jersey. Hopi, um, at the beginning of this playoffs, was benched for Philip Grubauer, who's very good and had a very good year backing up Hopi. And Hopi didn't have the greatest of regular seasons this year. But I kind of put Hopi's um, jersey on a hanger up on my door frame, And... It was kind of just a free Holtby moment. And lo and behold, they freed Holtby, and he he has been unbelievable in this series. What a save. Yeah, uh, the save that he made. I don't even know that much about that's hockey, a career, but I know what kind of yeah. athletic play that is. That's a make. career-defining save right there. He saved the Capitals. Oh, absolutely. By himself. Absolutely. So a cap, a current cap. A current for cap for ties my, for uh, hockey. Rob? I'm going to go with a player. I didn't see him really... I just know about him. He was on my favorite hockey team, if I had to pick one, which would be the Bruins. So it's going to be with Bobby Orr. He's he's legendary. He's we saw a uh, wax mold of him in, in the uh, TD uh, Garden Museum, didn't uh, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And a uh, fun fact was when we went on a Canada trip, me yeah. and Ty, over the summer, we went on a cruise, and the tour guide was Bobby Orr's brother. Oh, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it was like a little... Um, Little lake. What was that? Yeah, he pointed out a little pond or a lake that they used to skate on as kids where he learned to skate. That is pretty cool. That was was pretty neat. So Rob's going old time. And And we weren't even planning that, by the way. That was like a. Oh, so we saw the hotel the night and we saw saw it at the hotel and Corey was like, hey, I really think we should go. And me and you were both like, "Ah, I guess it turned out to be a good time. But it was an awesome time. That was one of my favorite stops. As much as I criticize front runners, I'm going to go front runner here. I'm going to pick what. I think most people consider the greatest hockey player of all time, Wayne Gretzky, uh, simply because he is the greatest of all time. That is really they, the only I mean, reason I picked him. His nickname is the Great One. Yeah. So I'm going Wayne Gretzky. Um, Michael Michael Scott was quoted by him. Yeah. That's true. Michael, <laughs> Michael Scott took a Wayne Gretzky quote and quoted it as himself. Yes. So yeah, he that, made it look like Scott. Wayne yes. Gretzky quoted Michael Scott. Right, yes. right. I right. love it. Um, so I'm going Gretzky. College. Basketball. Favorite college basketball athlete of all time. Uh, Ty, start us off again. Uh, this could be a lot of people's most hated, but I appreciate what he did. He came across the country to change just the entire outlook of UVA basketball. He was also uh, pretty classy around the campus 
and his senior year, I felt really bad for him. He didn't have much help around him, um, and he had to do most of the scoring. But London Perantes, the California mm. boy that came all the way across the country to – uh, like I said, changed the culture of UVA basketball, and he believed in Tony Bennett, and yeah. Tony Bennett definitely believed in him. I think my uh, biggest, biggest criticism of him sometimes was that he was not selfish enough. Right, right. And, it, you know, he was a point guard his entire time there, and but he just had to be a score-first point guard in his senior year. And yeah. sometimes he didn't score as much as we would have liked him to, but, you know, he was, he was definitely my favorite NCAA basketball player. Rob? Well... I think I can put this down for Elliot too, but I think I know uh, where this it's is going to be the the player who got me and Elliot both into liking Duke, and it's JJ Redick. JJ, pretty good pro career too. Yeah, he now a Sixer, and he he took a chance on one of the Sixers, and it's working out for him. But uh, he, I give him all the credit for getting me into Duke basketball. I, they used to tell stories about him shooting a thousand free throws a day. He's from Virginia. He held the Virginia record for a long time until um, just, just recently got, just got broken last year by um, Matt McClellan. Matt McClellan. But yeah, he would have to be my favorite college player. I'm gonna follow in you guys' footsteps. I'm gonna pick someone from my school. Uh, it's gonna be hard to beat this one. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon is my favorite college basketball athlete. Great, not only in the classroom but of course on the court, and then. You know, I mentioned that how J.J. Redick is having a good career. I, I think even Rob can agree with that. Uh, so far, Brogdon's had a pretty successful NBA uh, show so far with, with we'll Milwaukee. The Bucks, yeah. yeah, and I think uh, he was the starting point guard until they moved Giannis up to that point guard right, spot. Right, right. But he still gets a lot of minutes, and I loved watching him play uh, at Virginia. You know, again, class act. So I think guy. if Justin Anderson had stayed another year. Somebody's mind might have been changed. Well, because <laughs> it might have been changed because I, if he just stayed another year, I we thought we had a chance he, to do He was something. my favorite UVA player if I had to pick one. Yeah. I, I never did hate What him. an athlete. I mean, mm. Brogdon was a great player, but I think I love I really don't know what's happening. Anderson was one of the I best athletes to come through that school in a while. That's yeah. I thought he was going to be decent in the NBA, but what I haven't What team is he on him. now? He's with the Sixers. Yeah, he was the Sixers. Oh, yeah, he is with the Sixers. He was with the Mavericks. Right. But, yeah, I thought he was going to be more. He didn't get – his minutes have went down. Yeah, if I had to pick with any – the Sixers, he was, he, he was getting a lot of minutes with the Mavs. If I had to pick any player from UVA, I would say it was Justin Anderson by far that would be a success in the NBA. But right. it looks like it's Brogdon so far. Yeah. yeah. Moving on, we're going to stay with college. We're going to go to college football, though. And each – me and Ty both start off with two. So, Rob, we'll let you start off with the next two. College football. Who's your favorite college well, football athlete? I think it's possible me and Elliot agree on this one, too. Oh, uh, I'm sure with this. We get, is this Michael? Uh, yep. Who got yeah. me into Tech and Beamer. And I can understand. Thing. I can see that. Michael Vick. Lucky enough, I've got a poster with his autograph on it, hanging in the townhouse. So. And he became actually one of your favorite pro football athletes, yes, too. Yes, yes. He stuck with him through the whole dog dog thing. Mm-hmm. He was great with the Falcons. And then he came back and had a good little run with the Eagles, and they were luckily enough somebody gave him a chance. Now, did they? Did Vic take them to a championship and lose to Florida State or something? Yeah, they were ranked. They never did get ranked one, I don't think, but they did come in second place that year. Okay, they lost to Florida State. You're right on that one. Um, so. And I love what they. He, when he came back with the Eagles, when he dismantled the Redskins. Oh, well, that is honestly one of my favorite games of all time. And that is no, Elliot. that is not aimed towards time. <laughs> I miss you. Yeah, Elliot's not here to defend himself. Yeah, that, Elliot's not here to defend so it's himself. Two, two guys against one. Two now, against so. one. And that's one of my favorite high school quotes. Was me and Aaron and Tony <laughs> were sitting there and stay in the man's class, and we knew he was a big Redskins fan. And Tony asked him what he thought about the game that night. 
And Stan the Man said that was the worst thing to hit DC since the Pentagon got old. Oh, oh, that's not good my. for a teacher to say. <laughs> no, it's not. Stan the Man did not have a filter. That. No, no. no it not. was much. And I don't think I had him, but whoever had that man on fantasy that week, Woo. I'm going to. I had him. I'm he, sure you won. Yeah, yeah. I scored the like random Chad Dukes the next day on the radio was one of the greatest things <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life, too. I do remember that game. Uh, for me, screw you. I'm actually you. not picking a Wahoo. Uh, this was actually a recent player. Oh, wow. I don't watch. Uh, the only reason I watch Alabama football really is because my uncle likes them, and sometimes I go down there on Saturdays and we watch Alabama play. CBS every every Saturday, and they're they're on. They have the CBS games, and the way that Derrick Henry just would run over people, it looked like a man amongst boys playing, and. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry as my favorite college football athlete, and mainly because there's not a ton of superstars to come out of Virginia. I've, I've had my favorites come I've got out. a superstar ready. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. I've had some, some, some talent. Uh, I know the first thing that comes to me was Chris Long back in his day with Virginia, uh, a powerhouse on the defensive end. But I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to go Derrick Henry just because I every time Alabama was on, I just – I was hoping they gave him the ball just because I wanted to see what he could do. With most it. of the time, you weren't disappointed. Most of the time, I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> and also having a pretty decent career at Tennessee so far. Yep. So, Ty, on to you. I think he's going to be really special to watch, special to watch now that uh, I think they got rid of DeMarco Murray. Yeah, he yep. is. Actually, he's still a free agent. Henry yep. is the well, main back. But they did get somebody else, too, with Henry. I'm pretty sure if they got they someone did. else. Yep. Ah, uh, Deion Lewis. Yeah, but Deion, Deion Lewis, Lewis isn't going to take a lot of carries away from him. Right. Titans took a couple of Patriots in the offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Malcolm Butler, too. Probably a good idea. Yeah, I'd be all right. Even though most of the time when Patriots leave, they kind of come back if to anything, earth a bit. yeah, they come back to yeah. earth. Not suck, but come back to earth. So, right. Tyler, do you? Uh, yeah, so I consider this guy a superstar um, coming out of Virginia. Uh, probably one of, I mean, Robbie is a tech football fan and dislikes the Steelers a little bit, so it's probably uh, not going to okay, be one his favorite one. But Heath Miller Heath was Miller. one of the best yeah, NFL he's, tight ends. He's one of our, yeah. I, I think of all time, to be honest with you. I, he, I mean, he just was gritty. He went out there and did what you needed him to do. Him and Ben had great chemistry. He was always one of my top fantasy picks. Not top fantasy picks, obviously, but he was one of those guys I had on my board every he single year. He kind of reminds you a little bit of Witten, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kind of just went out and, good and did his business. Never heard of Good blocker, yeah. Um, and would, teamed up really well with Matt Schaub um, for UVA football, too. So uh, that was the last, like, good duo we've had as a quarterback mm. and uh, receiver type. So Time for America's pastime, baseball. Rob, who's your favorite baseball player of all time? Well, they could be favorite baseball, oh, uh, favorite athlete of yeah, all time. I don't even know why, why did I yeah, even waste my really breath asking that question. Number 34. Yep, David Ortiz, Poppy. This is our effing seed. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there's no, there probably will never be another player that it comes close to him in my mind. Any fat, for those of you who are familiar with the, uh, used to be really popular, fat heads. Mm-hmm. Rob's, yeah, like, got, Rob's got T.O., Kevin Garnett, and... Poppy's fathead and his loader. He's one of the sole reasons I've got the Red Sox on my class rate. I think I might have number 34 on there, too. Just for him. <laughs> this is his high school class rate, yes, by the way. He, he, I don't know. He's the one player I 
might have shed a tear for when he actually retired. Uh, it was hard. He played a lot longer than I ever thought he would have. And you you were saying he should come back and play another two years. He had the best season of anybody ever in their retirement season. Still hit 40 home runs and over 100 RBIs and came close to batting over 300 at age 40. So, I don't know. I don't like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst time I've ever seen Robbie get choked up. Yeah, it's... Uh, I'm gonna save mine for last because right, my, mine's gonna mine's gonna draw a couple laughs. Yeah. Tyler, yeah. What, who's your favorite baseball player of all time? I think I think I know. I'm a Gus Miggy. Yes, I'm yes, you Miggy. nailed it. Yep. Miguel Cabrera, the man, just has so much fun playing it helps the game of that baseball. You have a How's he doing Miggy? this year? Yeah. I haven't watched the Tigers much. Miguel um, struggled last year. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He but he started out hot this year. Has bounced back a little bit. His power numbers are down. Um, he just. Got back off the DL. He's been pretty injury prone here in this past couple years. Um, yeah, man, I, just, him. I really love watching Mickey play the game of baseball. He has so much triple fun. crown winner. Triple crown. He did win the, um, the triple crown. Uh, just one of my favorite players of all time. I got to go see a full series, uh, the Tigers versus the Mets, um, with my granddad one time, and. While we got absolutely pounded in two of those three games, like the Mets put up, uh, I think I read a stat while I was up there. It was like the most runs they put up in a two-game span in their entire history. when you were there. And it was when I was there. Don Kelly pitched twice. Don Kelly's a position player. He pitched twice. Yeah, that's when you know it's good. Yeah, that's bad. Um, But, yeah, so Miguel was one of the few bright spots of that entire weekend. Hit three home runs in that series. Uh, Two of them in one game, and one was rocketed off the center field fence. He's just every time I've gone to see him, he has been smiling and having a good time, even if they're getting their. Butts I was sticking. always in his corner there for a couple of years when people were trying to say Trout was better. Yeah, but yeah. I think he held off Trout there for a couple of years. He did, but now it's it's yeah, most yeah, yeah. definitely obvious he's he's falling he's, he's off. He's gotten older, it, but back, been, back in his prime, he was better. For mine, I was going to go Adrian Beltre. Uh, because of his tenure with the Rangers, and I, I just remember when you guys were playing the show, I'd always like hitting with him. I always played well, and he made a couple good years with the Red Sox. He's too. yeah, he did. And he's, the Dodgers. He's yeah. got some funny and highlights with people messing with his hair. He can't stand people touching, touching his, his head. But yeah. after a couple of years ago, after Rufnet Odor <laughs> landed that sucker punch on Jose Bautista, I wouldn't call it a sucker punch. He gave him fair. Well, warning. yeah, not a sucker punch. He gave him just fair a, warning. Just a nice. Solid shot to the old chops. Yeah. I'm going Roof Ned Odor. His name, his name helps too. I love the name. I love I don't the think name. Anybody's going to complain about anybody that hits Jose Bautista. No. So I'm going Roof Ned Odor. Cole might. Yeah. yeah. Well, but that's Jose Bautista follows me on Twitter. Yeah, he follows yeah. a lot. Of people. He, he follows Tucker on Twitter. Roof Ned Odor. Uh, Rob, you, okay, back to me. I'll start out with boxing. I'm going George Foreman. Uh, not only was he a great boxer, but the man has a grill. He I injured mean, Michael Scott. He did. And he he also, uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He did. Michael, Michael Scott burned his foot on the George Foreman grill, but that's really all i got to say. Yeah. Great boxer, has his own grill that I use, by the way. Makes good hamburger. Ty? I mean, I think you'd be remiss to go through this and not have Muhammad Ali I think I mean, it was, he he basically invented trash talk. Uh, you know, he's he's the greatest 
I mean, greatest trash talker of all time, I'd say. And, you know, just the quotes that come from him, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And that's an interesting pick because a lot of people uh, have the opposite opinion. Oh, absolutely. And I and I, I get the gripes about, you know, the draft dodger mm-hmm. and, and, you know, changing his religion and all that because he had a great name, Cassius Clay. That oh, was, my god, Such a great name. Yeah. But uh, Muhammad Ali, just uh, one of the greatest to do it, was an entertainer before anybody really knew, um, you know. He's what helped make that one of the most popular sports in a absolutely. on the face of the absolutely. earth. Absolutely. And there's – and. A big reason, probably, that it was so popular is because people wanted to hate him so much, and they probably yeah. wanted him to lose a bunch. My brother actually has a, much trash. a picture of him and the Sonny Liston fight. Yeah, with his uh, with yeah. the yep with the, the, the one the of the most famous pictures. The chest, yeah. Yep, he's got that poster. Rob boxing. Well, I have to go uh, Rocky Balboa. No, um, <laughs> uh, that'd be great. <laughs> no, uh, but I do have to go with a very controversial person, and Mike Tyson, you know, the old ear biter. Yeah. But, and uh, he's had some questionable past. Yeah. But he's got a cartoon on a Don't Swim. Oh, that's awful. It is a terrible oh, It is the a worst show I've ever seen. And there you go, on Adult Swim. But I, well, Adult Swim's got Squidbillies, Heart <laughs> They've got a lot of good shows. All terrible it's shows. All awful oh, shows. They're just great shows. So so give them a chance. So bad. I have. But the, heart she, the Heart She Holler is great. Well, um, we'll talk about the show later on tonight. <laughs> but he also made an appearance on The Hangover. He was great. Yeah, he. you know what? He was funny on The Hangover. He had the tiger, right? Yeah. I loved it when he just knocks out Alan Cole. Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> well, that looked like it tickled, didn't it? Yeah, boy. He still got it. That was my favorite line. All right, and finally, wrestling, Andre the Giant. He has his own... Uh, uh, not auto. It's like a bi- biographical movie on um, Andre the Giant. Not Amazon Prime. HBO. And so does Joe Paterno. I want to try to figure out how I can get like a free month of that so I can watch those two. But Andre the Giant. And you know what? I think he kind of resembles the goods. I, I gotta come goodies. on and say it. I think he kind of resembles the goodies. Like in the face, that muscular, like the, the chiseled chin. Yeah. The beefy. The beefy. <laughs> Just a large man that. And, and the, There's brute strength. I, I really want to watch the that documentary on him, though. So I'm going Andre the Giant. I heard a story about Andre the Giant that he it used to be some kind of wrestling event over in Broadway, actually, that he had made an appearance at. And he had to, like, tuck everything in to get through the door. Yeah. yeah. I'm going Andre the Giant. Ty? Wrestling? All right. All right. Ty's going with the uh, intro music for his. I mean, for God's sake, the man was called the people's champ. I mean, he it, you want to talk about trash talk, this man could do it all. Um, was extremely charismatic, fun to watch. Didn't matter if he was a heel or a hero or whatever. They, what is it, what's it called? It's a heel I'm not sure or something that. else. Like, I can't remember. Yeah. Well, no, that's not, not the heel turn. That's like the actual act of going to And just for the listeners. Heel, yeah. Heel is bad guy. Uh, but The Rock, man, uh, what a stud. And has made a pretty decent living off movie career, too. He's had uh, some good ones. Yeah. He's had I actually enjoyed Central Intelligence with Kevin Hart. Yeah, it was They're, funnier they, than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah I, thought it, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. He's also had some like Baywatch. Baywatch was a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> he's no, very he good in uh, Gridiron Gang, too. I, I, I thought that was good. Yeah. He's been good for not going to school for us. He's in the Fast yeah. and Furious movies, too. Yeah. Was actually a college football player at Miami as well. Mm-hmm. Do you? Rob? 
Oh, well, I'm going to go with the guy that could work for Dal McGrady and Bradley Spear. Oh, <laughs> the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Yeah, he, That's my favorite music in yeah, wrestling. He, he made an appearance, I think, Although, at the last WrestleMania and won something. I, yeah. I don't keep up with it too much, but the Undertaker would definitely have to he be He didn't finish his career undefeated at WrestleMania. <laughs> No, he won his fair share. He was like 18-1 or something. So there's our favorite athletes in our sports. And now we're going to basically do the opposite. But for here, we're going to make this a little bit quicker. I'll run out of time here. We're just going to give our four, and hate is a strong word. So in some cases, I know Ty has has definitely uh, wants to use the word hate, if I'm not mistaken. He definitely has some athletes that he cannot stand. But this is our quote, most hated athletes, and we're just going to go through our top four. They can be from any sport. And here's my four. Uh, and for those of you that know me, you probably know why these people are on there. My first was RG3. In his heyday, um, I couldn't stand how arrogant he was. He was a rookie. It was a new kind of football that we weren't used to in football. Didn't like that. Yeah, he, played, like the he played for the Redskins. That made it 100 times worse. And the Thanksgiving game where he played really well, that just really did it in for me. But uh, and 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 a lot of the fan base that thought that he was, was going to bring him. Yeah, that was the most the excited Bowl. I've ever seen a Redskins yeah, remember fan. remember the picture? really upset. Remember the uh, picture? Let's not get into the picture. Of him holding up the little picture. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, it was that yeah, picture. Yeah, I know. We made a funny joke with that picture. Yeah, right? yeah. Anyway, Griffin in his heyday, definitely most hate. Grayson Allen, I think, if you're not a Duke fan, I think Grayson Allen could make this list. And I think Robbie understands that. I, I even heard Robbie cuss Grayson oh, he, Allen numerous He could times. definitely make my list. Grayson Allen's up there. This is personal. Richard Jefferson. I mean, when LeBron went to the Cavs and they started winning again and they got to the finals, I just couldn't stand Richard Jefferson. His time is up in the NBA. He the the camera was always on and people was like, oh, he's so charismatic. And you know what? Get, just get out of the league. You're, you know what? You were a good he has dunker. The worst tattoo of all. You were. He has a what terrible tattoo. It's just RJ on his arm. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was. I'll, I'll give the man credit. Great dunker in his day, and he could shoot. I was just tired of seeing him. His face, something about his face, like in Step Brothers. Well, just, punch him in the sock I just want to punch him in the sock hole. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, that RJ tattoo, it, it's not anything, like, significant either. It's not like his daughter drew it. That's Richard Jefferson. No, it's just... It, no, his initials? I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah it, it's just he just did it. It was RJ. And then Santana Moss, I just, another red skin that I saw as arrogant, was very good and did some things to the Cowboys I wasn't very happy about, but... Really, if you're on a if you're on the Redskins, you got a pretty good chance of making this list. So that's that's my four right there. Not a whole lot of people out there I actually hate. There are some people I dislike. These are just four that really are at the bottom of my my list there. Tyler, actually, Tyler, I want to save you for last because you've got some you got some very strong opinions on yours. Rob, I'll let you. Well, take number one, one, it's not a single person, but it's a family. Oh, in the basketball world, I know where this is going. The ball family. <laughs> you got Lavar, and I can't stand Lonzo. Um, Lonzo, you know, got drafted ahead of Jason Tatum. Like, you okay, so you're you're putting so him on ball there. Would have fell to you guys at two. Yeah, well, that's why Johnny or um, Danny Ainge traded back from one. He said we can get it three. Who we will take it one. Or three, yes. So the Ball family at one. Yep, the Ball family. Um, number two, it's not even political. It's gotten worse with the politics, but I hated him before. Hated him in the Super Bowl against the That's Ravens. That's right, you did. I remember when um, he first came on the scene, you didn't like Kaepernick, him. Kaepernick, he, he, got, he got benched before this whole political thing for Blaine Gabbert. 
That's still true. That's your sign to get out of the league. Well, I don't think you liked him and, and the Harbaugh connection. Yeah, I, think I don't like Jim. I love John. Did you actually know. feel bad for Alex Smith getting pushed out there? A little bit because I thought Alex Smith was better than Kaepernick. He's having one of his best statistical years, too, yeah. that year. That was crazy. He, he's good at not turning the ball. Kaepernick, I know he had a good year that year, but, I mean, he just fell off the earth, face of the earth. Anybody gets benched by Blaine Gabbert, I, I don't know. What are you saying about Blaine Gabbert? He's a Jaguar. Back when the Jaguars were, <laughs> were the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah. <laughs> we can't say that anymore. No, yeah, but I mean, Blaine Gabbert, I, I can talk about him all day. Number three. Number three is somebody I truly hate. <laughs> truly hate. And would never care if I never saw him step foot on a basketball court again. Get him. And it, it would be Draymond. Get him. Ring. Get him. <laughs> I hate the sight of this man. I hope he gets put on another team so he can get embarrassed. His flaws will be magnified. You're saying he's overrated. He's overrated, loud mouth. Just, I don't know. He just runs that mouth. <laughs> he has never committed a foul in his life. Oh, my God. He, Jake. Yeah. He, <laughs> Get him. A little bit like Jake. He just, <laughs> I can't stay in the sight of him. It makes me cringe. Let's move on to the fourth one before and we get to. 3B would be some other words. But four made this list. Actually, today I was reading an article. <laughs> and this is a former Red Sox who was traded. Not traded. Oh. He was cut. He's a World Series hero. Not cut. He was. He was. Uh, he his contract ran out, and they didn't re up him. He won a World Series with the Red Sox, but what have you done for me lately? And he went to the Yankees and won a World Series, and I was okay with that. A little butthurt at the time. A little booger lip, but. I don't know if Ellsbury thought he was going to be him. I'm Johnny he, Damon. He probably talked bad about the Red Sox or Today, Damon. Johnny Damon came out and said he cheers for the Yankees when the Red Sox and Yankees meet up. Oh, yeah, that did it. You know? <laughs> that did it. <laughs> I knew it was something about the Red Sox. You didn't Sox. need to come out and say that. Nobody even nobody remembers your Yankee days. They remember you for the Red Sox. Like Nobody says, hmm, Yankee center fielders. Johnny Damon. No, it's Bernie Williams. Just just get over yourself. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Let her, let her rip. All right, so I had some guys that just didn't quite make the cut, but you are very, very close to being on it. I'll go with – and these, these are both very unpopular opinions too. Tim Tebow. I could not stand him. Listen, I – I really appreciated that, you know, he was a, a good Christian man and, and he was not afraid to show it. But honestly, and, and it's probably not even his fault. It's media driven. Yeah, Skip. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Skip Bayless was all over him. It's unbelievable. But he became one of those guys where a five-yard run, he was hopping up and he was just pumped up, just all excited. Like, yeah. dude, you are annoying. Go back to the huddle. Go back to the uh, or or go back to the dugout apparently because now he's just some great baseball player that has moved up through the ranks because of GMs wanting to get their minor league teams money. Yep. And what what's it going to take to stop that guy from going to the major leagues? Uh, if, if I had the to Mets guess, start to struggle, 
He's going to come up. If I had and to he's guess, awful. if I had to guess, he makes an appearance in the majors. He's awful. <laughs> he is, he is awful. If you watch him against legitimate, you're saying major league. There's pitching, a legitimate chance terrible. he plays for major league uh, baseball. I think. I think more likely than not, you see Tim Tebow for the bats at some point. They got to make some money. Yep. If they right. if they get to in a, number two. All right. Yeah. So honorable mention still Steph Curry. Amen. Oh my God. It has been unbearable. Mm, Kevin Durant in there too. And I will tell you what, I really like. Let's just put the I whole really team like on Steph. There. Why not? Three years ago, when he hit that, when he had that game against the Thunder and Russell Westbrook and Kevin, mm-hmm. I loved him. I was, I was captivated by his play. But I now, liked him at Davidson. It, yeah, I did too. But I, I did too. But now he is just, he's terrible. Grown on me horribly. Yeah, um, he, he's just talks a lot of smack. Yeah. All right. So, so now he, going never into gets my, called out for no. So going into my four, my fourth one. A lot of people probably never heard of him. Francisco Cervelli. Uh, That's another one. He Amen. was he was awful with the Yankees. Like I hated him so much with the Yankees. We'll and now he's he's gotten over to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I'm sorry, James, but um, he wears a huge helmet. He's so annoying. He he's this Italian guy that he just gives off the you know not. Uh, well, if anybody remembers the cartoon Kazoo, he. Could yeah, play the part. and he just he's he's extremely cocky and doesn't need to be, <laughs> just uh, like Eli and Aaron Rodgers. So hey, these other <laughs> these other three that I hate, like a lot of times they say like you don't hate lose like losers, perennial losers. You mm-hmm. hate winners. Well, Cervelli's kind of a perennial loser, yeah. but these the rest of these three are all champions. Tom Brady, I hate him with everything in me. Uh, I, I well, you know what? I'll say I strongly dislike him with everything in me because. Nothing's ever his fault. Uh, he's a great player. Um, also, go check on Barstool Sports. There is a video of him kissing his son right on the mouth. Uh, it's and, a little awkward. Yeah, very awkward. That's a little awkward. Oh, very the awkward. only thing I'll say about that one is I think he was raised that way. Yeah, he was probably raised that way, but it's still freaking it, weird. It, it is very weird. It is yes, freaking yes. weird. I'm not going to take up for that. But he yells at his teammates all the time, and I'm one of those guys that, like, I think you you can get to your teammates in a different way than screaming your head off and showing them up in front of everybody and embarrassing them because they're not trying to screw. Maybe up. he was just taking taking after little Jay Collins. Well, he gets more. Yeah. Of a, he does get more of a pass, I think, because he, he's actually because he's good. great. Yeah, he's he's yeah. the greatest. Jay Cutler all, does he's the greatest it. Philip Rivers does it too. Yeah, he's so the greatest like of all time, and, and uh, you know I'll, I have no problem in saying that. All right, so now number my top four, two. Right? No, no, well, so this, going yeah, out, top so two, number yeah. so two. two. Uh, these guys I both hate with everything in me. Grayson Allen, uh, the tripster, I'll call him. Uh, he likes to trip everybody. And uh, you want to talk about a guy that's never fouled or, oh, or yeah. a guy that's never in the wrong, Grayson Allen, he everything he does about him is, is just the worst. He goes in there flopping. He flops. Oh, you don't have to tell those one Oh, my God. And he's a whiner, too. He, he whines, and the emotional instability he shows, like when uh, he got called out that year, I guess it was, who did he trip? He tripped somebody from Boston College, right? And yeah, he, he went over on the bench and was screaming up, yeah. and beating on the, on the thing. What a baby. Trust me, he's not one of my most... Oh God! Spoiled little brat. And then number one, Draymond Green. Robbie touched on it. He yeah, is Robbie the worst. He should be kicked out of the league. He gets. I mean, now that's he's, going he's worse. He's far. worse than Rasheed Wallace was. I, that, and I have no problem. Rasheed saying that. Wallace had forty-two technicals in a year. I don't care. That's, a, that's <laughs> an average. I think of, Draymond, Draymond might have broke that record. There's Draymond, no way because if Draymond you, never thinks he fouls. And if it, you go a certain way, if you get a certain amount now, they put this in because of Sheed. You get to start yeah. getting suspended he got, games. He got a technical this series after 
complaining about a call that he he's literally bloodied LeBron's eye. Yeah, that's busted on the left. The yeah, left it's, eye. he busted the vessel in the left eye, and Draymond still doesn't think he should have been called for a foul. Acted like somebody. It's it's ridiculous, and like you said, Robbie, he's not even that good. And he was, you know, and the worst part about it is, I enjoyed him at Michigan State. I liked him as a player, and then now he's gotten. We talked about it before the show. He's gotten a couple wins under his belt, and now he's all about talking. He's, he's taking the about, Warriors' cockiness to another level. Oh, absolutely, himself. absolutely. He's the worst, and, and that know, rounds out my top four. And I'm not even going to criticize the the Warriors as much here. I, I'm just. It seems like the the cockiness and and how that team has kind of taken on that persona. I. It seems like the coach has got a lot to do with that too. Oh, and I loved Steve Kerr. Kerr doesn't Nelson. have any control over what they do. I thought now. See, I think he manages their egos so that they can play together well. If, if he wanted but to, I he think he stop. encourages that. He could stop it. He could stop it if he wanted to. And I loved him as an announcer. I thought he was one of the best yeah. TV announcers when it came to basketball. But um, in closing the show, though, uh, just to end on a bit of a serious note, again, we hope that uh, everyone out, uh, out there has uh, stayed safe and, and dry with all the rain that we've had. I know I've seen some videos and pictures on Facebook uh, through Luray and some of Warren County that's had some really bad rains and problems. And I know north of Virginia has also had, been hit really hard with rain. So Yeah, I got woke up in one of my naps <clears throat> by a bolt of lightning. Yeah, so we definitely, we definitely hope that uh, everyone out there has had, uh, you know, stayed safe, stayed inside, and then we hope that the rain and, and, and the, some of the minor flooding goes down as quickly as possible. I know tomorrow there are already some school closings, so just stay safe. Uh, and we... While you're uh, home from school or work or whatever, you can listen to this podcast, get you through it. So uh, that being said, we'll close out the show next week. We'll have some more to talk about, maybe with the NBA. Uh, I know there's a couple more games that they plan to play. And then, of course, hockey might even be finished up by then. Uh, So until next time, we'll see you then on 9 to 5 Sports. Starts pumping out on the street.